0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hey. How are you doing today? Well, we're going to talk about some news stories that happened this week. Okay. Our first story is out of Boston. Ooh. This is from the CBS affiliate in Boston, Lizzie Borden's house is for sale Ooh, for $2 million. You can buy Lizzie Borden's Fall River house, but there is a catch. The catch is you have to eat the button mutton stew. Well, (laughs) that could be part of it. This is what it says. Looking to acquire a unique piece of property? The Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast Museum in Fall River, described as the creepiest place to visit in Massachusetts, is up for sale. So you got to, they're selling it as a bed and breakfast. Do you have to keep it a bed and breakfast? I think so, because it's a a historical site. Oh, and it's a museum, too. It's a museum. It said, the house is operating as a bed and breakfast, complete with six bedrooms to choose from. Visitors can also take part in guided tours. Now the home is on the market with an asking price of $2 million. The listing agent calls this an unbelievable opportunity to own and operate one of New England's top tourist attractions. Picture yourself serving fun hatchet cookies, tiny Johnny Cakes, and a scrumptious breakfast to overnight guests who have just enjoyed an experience of a lifetime. Owner's retirement is your gain, the listing reads. I wish I could buy it. Uh, Wouldn't you you love to run that breakfast? Like, it's not my dream, but it does seem fun. (laughs) You'd meet a lot of interesting people, probably. Probably. I want to go. I would love to go... To this museum slash... We should stay overnight in this bed and breakfast. I can't wait till
1: this thing... Everything is where we can travel again. Yeah. I do think it would be fun to go to these weird museums I would and love stuff.
0: to record shows at these places. Yeah, definitely. So where is Falls
1: River's... Fall, Falls River? Falls River, Massachusetts. Is it like
0: close to Boston or far? I, I have no idea where it I is. I think it's pretty close to Boston. Okay, um, Cool. So if you have $2 million... You can buy this house. It's it's all very Victorian inside. There's if a lot you've of. Always wanted us to sleep over. This is your opportunity. <laughs> this is your seriously. This is your opportunity. If you have the money, if and you don't feel like just giving it to us, you should buy this place and we will spend the night. Yeah, definitely. When COVID is dealt with, absolutely. Okay, our next story. Chastity cages were hacked. What? Oh, you mean oh? <laughs> now these were not your ordinary chastity cages. These were chastity cages that were electronic mm-hmm. controlled, so they were controlled by an app. I I think to I've be heard locked of these. and unlocked by an app that okay. someone else had. So it wasn't like this is a like a digital chastity cage. Like if there's an actual cage around the person's right. cock, but. It's controlled by someone else via an app. Okay. Instead of them having a key. This is from Vice. It says Turns out giving an internet connected device control of your penis may not be the best idea ever. A hacker took control of people's internet connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom to be paid (laughs) in Bitcoin to unlock it. This is the nerdiest. (laughs) <laughs> crime effort. If somebody asked like for bitcoin from me, I would be like you're you might as well just kill me because I don't even know like I wouldn't even know where to begin. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. I like every time someone's tried to explain bitcoin to me, I'm like just stop talking. Like I don't Stop. I don't understand it either. I don't get it. Please don't try to explain it to me. I've had people try to explain it to me. I don't get I'll it. i live without it. I am fine being in the dark about Bitcoin.
1: I'm just so, I'm fascinated by the person who's like, I know what I can do. <laughs> like, where do you even have this knowledge? Like, did he hear about the app and was instantly like, I can make this into a crime. Like, I can make money from this. Yeah. And there has to be like a fail safe or some, some way to get out of it. Because what if you just had someone in control of your cock forever?
0: (laughs) Like, how do you get out of it? That you didn't consent
1: to them. Yeah, that just seems like there isn't, like, an opt-out. You know what I mean?
0: Like, or a manual way to end it. Like a safe word. (laughs) Yeah. But for your chastity cage. Yeah, it seems crazy. Your cock is mine now, the hacker (laughs) told one of the victims. The most...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. How do you say that? No homo. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, is it gay
0: to tell a guy your cock is mine now? (laughs) Sorry, I'm doing some memes. According to a screenshot of the conversation obtained by a security researcher that goes by the name Smelly and is the founder of VX Underground, a website that collects malware samples... In October of last year, security researchers found that the manufacturer of an Internet of Things chastity cage, a sex toy that users put around their penis to prevent erections that is used in the BDSM community can be unlocked remotely, had left an API exposed, giving malicious hackers a chance to take control of the devices. That's exactly what happened, according to a security researcher who obtained screenshots of conversations between the hacker and several victims. Now, one of the victims is in this Vice article. He's identified only as Robert. He said he received a message from the hacker demanding a payment of 0.02 0. 0.02 bitcoin which is around $750.
1: Yes, I know that you can trade in like partial bitcoins. Oh, like I know someone who got half a bitcoin. This is
0: a weird exchange rate. Yeah, to me. Uh but luckily for Robert, the cage was not on his dick at the time. Ooh. He was like, "Okay, Fine. fine. Yeah. He's- Actually, I'm turned on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cage the he said that the cage had been locked when he got the threat. Like the black. So the guy threat. thought it was just locked on his cock. Yeah, the guy who was the hacker thought that this would be locked like on his dick at the time that he sent the threatening message. Yeah, that seems like, like the flaw in his plan. Yeah, you don't know when it's on someone. And people probably don't use them that much. Like Right. Yeah. And he wasn't using it. He said, Fortunately, I didn't have this locked on myself while this happened. Uh, I wasn't the owner of the cage anymore, so I didn't have full control over the cage at any given moment. Another victim who goes by the name RJ told Motherboard in an online chat, RJ said he got a message from the hacker who said that they had control of the cage and wanted payment to unlock it. So, I mean, but that is a pretty that would be a pretty terrifying thing to happen if it happened to Absolutely. be... Absolutely. If it happened to be on your cock at the time of this. I wish one of these guys who
1: were safe... When they got the message, like they didn't have it on, we're like, yeah, never let it off, baby. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna come. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish that they like kind of played that guy so he would be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> teach him a lesson. Teach
0: this hacker a Act lesson. Act like you're into it. Be like, hack- yeah,
1: leave it on for the rest of my fucking life.
0: Like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. That's how hardcore I am. <laughs> this hacker needs to get a life. It's pretty pathetic. Give me 0.02 Bitcoin
1: fuck you for 7 and it's $750 That said. doesn't even seem like a lot of money to do this. I mean it's like already if, probably something not many people use on a grand scale. So you're already working with a limited audience of people to ha- like blackmail. Right. And then it's not something people probably wear all the time. So the likelihood that they're even wearing it, <laughs> like the whole thing, seems
0: kind of stupid. It's like, flawed. Yeah, this is a flawed crime. Nice try. I wish hackers would do, like, some really more interesting stuff than just or like fucking with regular erase people. everyone's debt. Like, why don't a ha- wasn't a hacker ever do something like that?
1: Yeah, it's like something cool as hell. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they
1: would be a hero. They like, would no be a hacker hero. ever wants to be a hero. Right. They, they will- could eliminate everyone's debt right now. And we would be like, "You're the king of the world." Yeah, and we'd never give them up to the cops. No, none of us would convict them. No, unless you're a nerd. But there's only going to be maybe
0: one on the jury <laughs> <laughs> at most. Now, uh, this next story is out of Denmark, and I'm reading this from the Irish Times. Everyone wow. in People are up in arms about this new children's TV show. I don't know it. The Danish children's TV show. It says, children's TV show about man with giant penis airs in Denmark. Why are they up in arms about this? <laughs> Desi. Wait. It is a children's show about a man with a giant penis. What's it called? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay, give us the details. John Dillermand has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. The what? De- that's what the premise of this show is. This this okay. man's penis can do extraordinary things. This I'm reading this from the... Irish. I have to say, like
1: stealing the ice cream from children is probably where the penis has crossed the line
0: because if the kid reaches out to stop it that's like that's not good yeah uh the danish equivalent of DR has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds about john Dillerman, the man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals unsurprisingly the series has provoked debate about what good children's television should and should not contain. Since premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. One Danish author named Anne Lise Marsstrand-Jorgensen basically said, like, is this, she said, is this really the message we want to send to children while we are in the middle of a huge Me Too wave? The show comes just months after the TV presenter Sophie Lind kickstarted Denmark's Me Too movement. Christian Gross, an associate professor of gender researcher at Roxhill University, said he believed the program's celebration of the power of male genitalia could only set equality back. Um, He says this is normalizing locker room culture. Uh, A clinical psychologist said John Dillerhand talks to children and shares their way of thinking, and kids do find genitals funny, she said. Okay.
1: (laughs) I like how we had to bring all these official people into what any normal person would think is an insane premise for a (laughs) children's show. If there was no me too era happening or whatever happening right now, this would still be insane. Like, right. Like it's a fucking weird. I'm not even a prude and I'm pretty like open everything, but this is so insane. I can't believe like, was everyone high (laughs) when they pitched and like put this up? Like, I, it sounds like a show for adults, like <laughs> a
0: kid's show for adults. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, this uh, clinical psychologist who is pro-penis show for kids, Erla heinason Holzjed, she says, quote, the show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes like <laughs> kids do. But, but why does he have a big penis? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> he says. she says, but crucially, Dillermand always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman <laughs> in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens, which is nice. He is accountable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like all of this stuff is like what parents are for, like to teach kids this stuff in like a more safe environment where they're. Kind of feel protected, like I don't need some weirdo guy teaching kids things. That's like the whole. That's what we're trying to keep kids away from,
0: guys. Like that. Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's a better person. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a parent, whatever. But maybe there is a better way. It, it is an odd choice for a kids TV show. I, I don't. I feel like even without the penis
1: do kids need to learn lessons from an adult man who makes a lot of
0: mistakes? (laughs) Like just like on every level, like it's weird. Um, And then also it says that his name, the guy, the guy, like the star of the show's name, Dillerhand, whatever the the character's name, it says that's Danish slang for penis. So Dillerman literally means penis man. It's so weird. So the show is called John Penis Man. I just... Does
1: the guy, the actor, have a really big penis? Do no, they show it? No. It's like
0: a cartoon. <laughs> oh, this is a cartoon. This is a cartoon. Oh. I mean, not that that makes it better, but oh. <laughs> it's a little... Yeah. Can you imagine if it was a live action Hold on. Let me pull up a picture. I feel of this. like
1: there's like a good concept maybe here. It's Does just he, weird. Once you see
0: a picture, okay. you're going to die. <laughs> That's like absurd.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't seem as bad now because it's so absurd. Yeah. I mean, it's not-, it's not like a weird guy with a really big dick. <laughs> it's like an absurdly long hose. Dick. It looks
0: like a tail.
1: Yeah, it looks like a tail that's coming out of his crotch. Do they ever explain though why it has to be a penis? Can he have like another weird large body part? Right. I don't know. We're very weird. It's an interesting. Where's this at? This is in Denmark. Denmark. This is in Denmark. If we have Denmark, our listeners in Denmark, I would love to let lo- us know about this show. I would. Is love- this normal there? Like yeah. Penis talk. I don't know. Maybe well, it is.
0: Look, I would personally love to hear from a Danish listener because. Maybe there's some cultural context we're not getting, or maybe the, their kids watch the show and it's fine. Yeah, I would love to know. I'd like Just to- hearing about it, it sounds odd. It's odd. Yeah. Okay.
1: And as someone as a who saw lots of penises as a child
0: for not the right reasons,
1: <laughs> it was, it, I didn't learn any good lessons. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps these men I was seeing didn't teach, didn't learn from their mistakes. <laughs>
0: Our next story was sent to us from a listener on Twitter, and it relates to last week's main episode about Lou Pearlman because it's a Backstreet Boys story. Oh, yeah, I saw that link. This story made several major news outlets, but I thought that the Daily Mail headline was the funniest. (laughs) So I'm going to read that headline from the Daily Mail. It says... Back streets, back (laughs) alt-right. Kevin Richardson retweets, quote, interesting read about someone losing a friend to QAnon in thinly veiled snipe at bandmate Brian Luttrell, who revealed he had a parlor account. Now, it was also revealed to me this week, prior to this story coming out, that Brian Luttrell is possibly a QAnon believer, believer. That's crazy. Because several people linked me to a post he had made this past week saying, hey guys, join me on Parlor. I saw that. I saw that tweet. So at the, at the very least, he's an alt-right kind right. of guy. But this tweet, Kevin Richardson tweeted out an article that was a piece from Cosmopolitan Magazine called I Lost a Best Friend to QAnon. He captioned it, interesting read, dot, dot, dot. And then he did the
1: eyes emojis. Right. And if you don't know, Kevin Richardson is another Backstreet Boy. And I think I mentioned on the episode that they're cousins.
0: Yes. So, so b- yeah. Brian, Brian Luttrell is his cousin. And
1: Kevin brought him in. Yes. Because I think Brian lived in like... Con- Oklahoma or something like Tennessee I I can't remember but Kevin lived in Orlando and he's like oh my cousin in whatever state that was far from Florida yeah uh I think it was Oklahoma maybe but I'm not sure and so that's how he got into the band I think it's Kentucky maybe Uh, yeah one of those I think they're both from Kentucky yeah but Kevin was like living in Orlando yes Uh, so yeah interesting
0: so yeah, so people are speculating: is this like shade? A family, is this yeah. shade at Brian Luttrell, who may or may not be a QAnon believer? For those of you who don't know what QAnon is, it's a conspiracy theory series of conspiracy theories. Yes. I don't even, how would you even describe it? A, yeah, like a cult. It's. <laughs> It's a cult. It's a where they cult. all believe the same conspiracy they all be- theory. They all believe the same ver- various conspiracy theories. Uh, some pretty off the wall stuff. I I would listen to that episode of No Reply. Reply all. Reply all. Sorry. Desi, let me finish. I said it. No reply. That's that's my new goal. Don't reply to me. <laughs> I would listen to the podcast Reply All. Because they did a fascinating... I think it was a two-parter, right? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it's good. They did a fascinating episode about the origins of QAnon. And it just started as like this guy.
1: Yeah, it's really good episode. It's just like one I had no idea. I I knew a little bit about it, but that one really kind of laid it out for me. So if you know nothing like I did, it's definitely a good starter point.
0: Yeah, like I knew like the some of the conspiracies they believed in, but I didn't know that it was essentially started by some dude on 8chan. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a dude. And it's still a dude, basically. It's still some dude. Yeah, but it's obviously gotten bigger. Right. And more mainstream in a a way. Right. It's it's gotten very mainstream compared to how it was when it first started in America. So, uh, But if Kevin... If Brian Luttrell is a QAnon believer, that is a very interesting development. Cons- considering we talked a lot about the Backstreet Boys yeah. last week,
1: Backstreets Back. All right, No, I'm not <laughs> going to not be able to say that. I know, and I did say it that I thought he was cute. But now, right I don't. before we started recording, you were like, you were like, I always loved Brian Luttrell. I thought he was the best looking one. Yeah. Well, other than, uh, no, I'm sorry, I was thinking of someone else. He was an in-and-sync. I thought of the Backstreet Boys. He was he the hottest. He was the hot, best looking. To he me. was good looking.
0: Yes. But his so, personality seems bad now. <laughs> so, Kevin Richardson. Yeah. Interesting, interesting tweet there. Another story. This broke today. And I think our listeners will be happy to hear this that Taco Bell is bringing back potatoes. Oh yeah, I saw that They did a potato purge I remember the purge, the menu change People People don't like that People don't like when you change
1: menu items Uh, McDonald's, hint hint
0: (laughs) Yeah, bring back chicken selects Taco Bell enraged a lot of loyal fans Of the cheesy Fiesta potatoes uh, Among other potato items on their menus When they removed them I think it was last summer uh, yeah, Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes, the Spicy Potato Soft Taco. This is from CNN. Those two items will be back in restaurants on March 11th. You know what? Bring them back now. What Did, well, you, did whole- you
1: eat any of the potato items from
0: Taco Bell? No, I didn't. And let me just say, I didn't want them until they removed them. And then <laughs> I was sad I never tried them. Wait, right. I did eat Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes. Those were good. Did I mean, you ever have those? They sound like something I would Dude, like. <laughs> they're like they're like basically like from what I remember. I hadn't I haven't had them since high school, but it was like tater tots covered in nacho cheese and sour cream and chives. Ooh, it was so good. Literally,
1: my only um, concern I would want those potatoes to be very well cooked. They were good. Okay, they were good because everything else sounds perfect.
0: <laughs> and you know what? This was a devastating to vegetarian and vegan. Eaters, I imagine. Oh. Because there's not a lot of vegan or vegetarian options in fast food all the time. Right. You have to get like a bean burrito. Right. But this was another option yeah. for people who don't eat And potatoes, eat meat. I mean...
1: We all know how we, we feel about that. We all love
0: potatoes. But uh, so were they tater tots though or potatoes? They were like because I thought they looked like chunks. They were chunks of fried potatoes. They weren't okay. exactly tater tots, but they were very fried. Okay, I want those. They were really good. Can we try those when they come back? When they come back, we'll try them. It okay. This is this is from the CNN article. One person tweeted in July, "quote Taco Bell getting rid of potatoes is worse than my parents' divorce." Wow. I mean I relate to a tweet like that. I do too. It's I just get that hard when it's not your food.
1: <laughs> you're like, really? But then if it's something I like, it's like I
0: will murder people <laughs> I don't think I can forgive Taco Bell for taking potatoes off their menu, wrote another. People posted cry face emojis, heartbreak emojis, a change.org, quote, petition for Taco Bell to not remove all potato items. It is wild when they
1: remove one whole ingredient. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's usually one thing off the menu or whatever, a few items off the menu, but like a whole like subset of it.
0: (laughs) dishes are gone it's such a weird thing to decide to remove it's not like they were like well we got to take the scallops off the menu no one's eating taco bell scallops like that makes sense but potatoes how expensive could that be right and that they last forever too
1: yeah <laughs> like, they really do yeah i would be curious what their decision was
0: and then why they brought it back it's weird now that I, now that they're gone or they have been gone like i've wanted them I think I didn't want them until
1: I realized they were gone, and I saw how much people liked them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, are those really good?" <laughs> <'Cause> I never <laughs> even thought to get them. Um, so we're trying them when they come back. You
0: know what? When they come back, we'll try them. I think this podcast has proven that with our collective power of positive thinking and and demand for yeah. these discontinued food items, we can we can achieve anything. Someone asked us to bring back. 3D Doritos. I was That's my next story. Oh, okay. So I looked up 3D Doritos to see if there was any petitions online to bring them back because one of our listeners at replied us on our Hollywood Crime Scene account on Twitter and they said, can you please do this? Do what you did for Vianetta for 3D Doritos. I said, we're on it. Yeah. We're going to put that out there in the universe. Okay. According to Thrillist, in an article published on December 31st, 2020... 3D Doritos are back. <gasps> we they're did cu- it so fast this time. <laughs> we did it so fast. This is from the thrillist article. We won't pretend like losing your favorite snack to a sudden discontinuation isn't brutal. It is. Uh, blah blah blah. 3D Doritos 3D Crunch. That's how they're branding them now. They're not just Doritos 3D. They're called Doritos 3D Crunch. Okay. Uh, these were all the rage in the '90s. The new chips sport the same three-dimensional shape you devoured during childhood, but in two new flavors, chili cheese nacho and spicy ranch. Ooh. Doritos 3D Crunch is one of our most anticipated product launches ever. What's exciting is we didn't just bring back the original. We evolved it to reflect the snacking trends of a new generation, SVP and CMO of Frito Lay, Rachel... Fernandinando said in a press release, we're thrilled to introduce a new version at a time when we could all use a small amount of joy. See, they get it. Yeah, but the the truth of the matter is we just want the one
1: back. We don't what? want the new flavors. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There was like new snacking trends, like that, matcha <laughs> like, or yeah, whatever. This is what I call CEO brain. Yeah, I mean it's fine. But at the same time, like I hope that the original one is the exact same. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it ain't
0: broke, don't fix it. Yes.
1: But they always have to like re like redo something. It's just like no.
0: They're celebrating the launch of the new 3D Doritos Crunch on TikTok with a TikTok challenge, and they're partnering with the original Doritos girl, Allie Landry. I remember the commercial. I do too. I
1: don't think I ever had them. I did. Were they just a
0: Dorito? No, it was a different it's texture. It's a different thing. It's a different I can texture. I can't imagine what it is. It's yeah. like a puffy, it was like a puffy triangle ball. Yeah. I don't think I ever had them. It was a crispier texture. I like Doritos. I like Doritos too. Look, these were not my favorite snack, but if our listeners miss 3D Doritos, I want our listeners to have them back. Absolutely. I did
1: want to point out to our listeners that over the summer for Mel Magazine, I did write an article about uh, people who wanted to bring things back. And there's like so many online groups devoted to these items. And it's wild how every every item almost that's been <laughs> discontinued has a group, obviously different sizes, depending on, on what Facebook? the item was. Yeah. Like there's a Facebook, like I literally, cause I was like, I need to find people to talk to. I just went onto Facebook and was like, um, bring back. And then I would just type in Nestle's or like whatever word and like things would just pop up. And then I would go into the groups and like, see what was up with the, uh, groups, Um, but it's fascinating that there is this internet culture now that people have a voice to get this shit happening.
0: Yeah. Or get it trending or, or just to find like, even when we
1: started talking about Vianetta, like people, like I, I feel like I started seeing it more, like more people outside of our listeners, obviously, and us were tweeting about like missing Vianetta. And then when you saw it come back, everyone was like excited for it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, a way, like, people probably, like, I didn't even know anyone else remembered Vianetta. Yeah. It's, like, one of those things. Uh, so it's kind of cool, I think. That's, like, one thing that is good about the internet. Yeah. It's bringing sure. back discontinued food. It's probably the best thing. I th-
0: the you know what? The only good thing. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is. No, I love it.
1: It's exciting even when I don't care about the item. The other thing I think we should get on, and I'm convinced this is true, is that they have changed... Um, Pepperidge Farm has changed the Milano recipe. <laughs> and I need to, <laughs> I need to know what happened, and I want them to bring back the old recipe. please... Email me if you
0: also believe this to be true. <laughs> to me, I haven't had a mint Milano since the mid-90s. Okay. That is the most <laughs> 90s cookie to me, Desi. It's so
1: 90s. Remember, I used to like Milanos and Brussels. Brussels.
0: <laughs> That's the other one. Okay. My, I would get the pack. Yes, Desi. My <laughs> my best friend from childhood, we would stay up late eating Brussels and mint, mint Milanos. Okay? Okay. <laughs> But th- to me, those two cookies taste like the mid-90s. They are the
1: epitome of the mid-90s. <laughs> but I had one like a year ago, and I was like, this is not <laughs> the same recipe. They weren't as good. Like, yeah. I know something is different. The other thing funny, because I used to get the pack where it had like their top cookies. Like, yeah. It was like Brussels, Milano's. And then it was always like, eat them, eat them. And then the last ones would always be those chess. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. there's always like that's another thing that bullshit. I'm fascinated by when you get a package of like multi-pack what is the thing you eat last yes. like, do you know what I mean like yes. in the cereal packs it's like you always save like whatever Frosted Flakes for last or Cheerios or something like yeah. you know those multi-cereal packs yeah Uh like I like knowing what people eat last like in that tin it's like you gotta eat the pretzel one first yeah that's the best one the, and then the you, Danish cookie the thing. Danish <laughs> like I can't
0: Talk to people who don't think the pretzel one is the best. The, the like, pretzel one is the best, but overall, I think those cookies suck. They suck ass. But you, <laughs> when, you have, when you get something like that, you got to make the of best course, of it. Of course. Look, if somebody offered me one of those bullshit Danish cookies from the tin, I'm eating one. Right. And I'm going to pick the pretzel. And I'm going <laughs> to pick the pretzel one. It's the best one. Even though they're technically all the same batter, that tastes the best. And it's like having a favorite M&M color. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no,
1: if I got a Milano right now, I would of course eat it, even though I don't like it as much as I used to when I was right. a kid. Right. So I think I tried to bring this up last week with Vianetta. like. That was that, maybe because I had that Milano experience, (laughs) that's part of my fear. Like, is my memory wrong? Was Milano's always disgusting? Because I remember loving Milano's. I thought they were so good. Like, I had a way I ate them. Yeah. Like, I had the whole thing. So, will Vianetta live up to my memory? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it will.
0: That's a crumbly cookie.
1: Yes. Milano? That's a very crumbly Did you ever let it um, fizzle in your mouth? your (laughs) mouth? Dude, why are we the same person sometimes?
0: <laughs> it's, it, yes. it's crazy. Of course. It like dissolves <laughs> in your mouth into a fine mist. And most of my childhood was spent eating foods Me. in ways
1: that made them last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta savor those good moments in my abusive childhood. <laughs> oh, I'll never let this Milano end.
0: <laughs> that would be a good commercial. Yeah. Like, instead um, of, like, the sad, bored housewife, it's yes. the sad, abused child. I'm writing
1: something that I'm so excited for. It's so sad, abused, but then I have so many people who wrote in to me about it, so oh, the, excited. the catalog?
0: Yes. Desi had a catalog <laughs> that she used to highlight all the, or circle all the items she wanted in when she was a child. I know. I'm so excited. I'm excited to read it. I didn't even get that catalog. Spiegel? No. Oh, my God. It
1: was so big. I never got it. Was it was so huge and thick, and they had everything but other people i have other catalogs people are writing in about including like um hickory farms like what? the one <laughs> with like the cheese and sausage oh yeah <laughs> i was i'm trying to get someone though if so if you fit this bill write me for like Deli- like like delia's. delias like 90s catalogs oh, too like please. there's not really like catalogs
0: anymore no there um, isn't there's online shopping right i like i liked catalogs though i was big into delias because that shit was hot. Because I was in middle school in the late 90s. Right. So that shit was hot. Yeah. And you wanted to look through it and like dog ear the pages. Like, ooh, I want that. I had this yeah. really cute knee length leopard print skirt from, I don't, I think this one was from Girlfriends. Because there was like a slightly like Delia's slutty sister was the right. magazine Girlfriends ooh. or the catalog Girlfriends. Please at me if you, if you ordered from Girlfriends. I or
1: never then, even and heard then there of it. was
0: Just Nikki. Ooh, that was like another super trashy. Were, <laughs> look, I like
1: just Nikki. That's like some rich guy's cheap ass girlfriend. Was yes. like, I want to open a
0: shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the, the store. That's exactly the clothing store. Uh, But I love that shit. I had this leopard skirt and it had like a little black lace trim around it. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I looked so cute in that skirt. I like it. It Oh my God. I got so many like platform sneakers and stuff. I
1: love nostalgia like, food-oriented nostalgia. <laughs> it's, like, my favorite thing lately, or this past year especially. Oh, my God. I just love... Because it's, like, nothing else is happening. So I love reading well, people's... nothing like, and everything is happening. Well, I meant, like, nothing in our personal lives. Oh, just yeah. Just because we're all home, obviously a ton <laughs> of shit is happening. So it's, like, people, I think, are really focusing in on past stuff a lot. Right, right. Which makes us happy. I don't know.
0: So that led me to sort of do a very quick Google search about discontinued foods that people want back. Obviously, I'm not going to go in too deep on this. I'm only going to mention one product that intrigued me because I think this could be a whole other episode in in and of itself. But something that was before our time from the 70s, this is uh, from McDonald's, Onion Nuggets. Ooh, that um, sounds good. It was like chunks of onions battered and deep fried. So it was like a little nugget of an onion ring. It's like a tater tot onion ring. Sounds fucking delicious. That sounds good. They got
1: rid of these. I wonder why. That's like the fascinating to me thing to me. Like I want to know what the decision making process was. They
0: said, uh, I think it was, I read one thing that was like they weren't selling as people were like, this isn't an onion ring. And then they re- launched McNuggets a couple years later. Oh, I don't know. I mean,
1: I, I mean, it, it makes sense when people aren't buying it, obviously. Right.
0: But this sounds like a cheap way to use discarded pieces of onion from well, the burgers. Well, that's not a very
1: good selling
0: way to sell it. <laughs> Freshly battered, discarded pieces of onion. This is a great way to use up discarded onions from burgers.
1: <laughs> Buy some. <laughs> uh, I like onions that are fried.
0: Oh, so uh, would definitely uh, fucking eat those. And so I especially feel like it needs a good sauce. I'm very picky about my onion rings because I love onion rings. I, I do too. I like the kind that has the puffy batter. I don't want the breaded batter. You mean like the little breadcrumbs? I don't want the breadcrumbs. Ooh. See, I mean, yeah, I like the breadcrumbs. I don't want ones. the breadcrumbs. I want like a beer batter.
1: I like both, but I'm picky about both ways. Oh,
0: yeah. Because <laughs> I feel
1: like the, the breadcrumb ones can be very good. I'll eat them. I will eat them. I like a good breadcrumb one, but I'm very picky about it. And the beer batter ones, I'm extra picky about because I've had some terrible ones. My my major complaint usually with the beer batter ones is I feel like the onions aren't cooked enough sometimes.
0: Oh, interesting. And I don't like that.
1: I want them to be soft. Soft, soft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, I have very specific needs here, <laughs> but I love a good onion ring. You know who has good onion rings is um, fat burger. They do? That's like one of my favorite onion ring like fast food, like the only one I'll I'll get. Ooh. And it's not a breadcrumb one, it's like in between yeah. the two. I like a like a very light batter. It's a very thin, crunchy batter. Right. Almost like an a spring roll would have or something. Mm. You know, like that kind of thin, papery one. Yeah. It's really
0: good. Fuck. See, that's something I can't order delivery from. That this is like why I need to be of, yeah. Like, uh, like not like I need to be vaccinated. We all need to be vaccinated so I can go to a fast food place again.
1: I would let's go on an onion ring. I mean, we could go uh, in journey. a car, but yeah, but but it's like all the like, not I would like to try onion rings with you so we can fi- find
0: out exactly where our differences lie. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. seems really fascinating. Okay. To me. We could do that. We could do an onion ring tour of Los okay. Angeles. Yeah. We'll find out who's, who's slanging onion rings. <laughs> Fat yeah. burger, we know. Yeah, we'll try the fat burgers because yeah. I've, I've enjoyed them. So, yeah. All right, let's
1: take a break. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Visit betterhelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H E L P.com slash HCS.
0: Desi, did yes. you watch anything or read anything or listen to anything great this week? I am still watching sons
1: of anarchy. So that's getting real juicy. Uh, Definitely recommend. I feel like if you like soap opera-y trash, <laughs> it's good. It's a lot of drama, right? How great is Jax's ass? <sighs> that is such a guy that I typically would not go for, but he is just so hot. And I feel like it's his personality on the show too, that is extra attractive Cause he's um, so flawed, so <laughs> makes him hot. Because if he was just like a pretty boy surfer, I would not be into him. Yeah. But it's definitely the fact that he's just this completely like troubled. Like he doesn't. He's torn in so many ways. That's always just a very compelling character for me. Uh, but he's physically also very hot. Yes. <laughs> so that's a great combination, right? Because usually that kind of guy I like is not always attached to a hot body. <laughs> Yeah. So it's nice when they come together. It's very nice when they come together. Uh, He has a great ass. I love seeing it pumping away on something. Dude.
0: (laughs) uh, The amount of times in this show, I feel like they did that specifically for people who are into guys. It's a little bit, um,
1: yeah, because he's just like takes all his clothes off and goes in the shower.
0: Right. You know,
1: it's like, well, this is not... Relevant to the story, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, but it's
0: relevant to my interests.
1: <laughs> yes. So it's very good. Um, and then I started watching Lost, I Told You Again. That's like a definitely something that is a pandemic binge because <laughs> it's like I can't, I'm watching a lot of shows I feel like I would not be watching right now otherwise because I'm able to watch them really fast. Uh, so I started watching that and then. I think that's it. I That's all I've done. I've binged like four seasons of Sons of Anarchy. I'm like in season five now. Yeah. So that's a lot of, that was a lot of work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's emotionally taxing, that show.
1: Yes. And it's been keeping me up very late. Yeah. Because I I can't stop because every episode ends on like a cliffhanger and I'm like, well, I'll watch the first 10 minutes and then I end up watching the whole episode. Of course. So it's literally like. I fall asleep. That's how I stop watching. Yeah. So then I have to rewind in the morning. I can figure out where I like fell asleep. So yeah, I'm into it for sure.
0: Well, I started watching last night, the spinoff they did for sons of anarchy, which is about the Mayans, the Mexican gang. Yeah. And this show is actually pretty good. It's called Mayans MC. So it's about the Mayans Motorcycle Club that's in Sons of Anarchy. Right. The lead guy in this is, whew, he is hot. Oh, really? They got another hot guy. They know I what was, we want. They know <laughs> whoever. Look, the casting for these two shows—they nailed it. Who's the actor? Is it someone? JD Pardo. Oh, I don't know. He's who that is. very attractive. Okay, I so, believe you. And look, he takes off his shirt in like the first episode. They know they're giving the viewers what they want. They're not going to mess with this formula. Too no, much. no. <laughs> it's a winner. He, he's also very moody and bro- okay, and brooding, see, exactly. and he's just like he is. He is very attractive. Okay, Ooh, so I'm I recommend that. And I was I was surprised. I'm like, oh, they, this is pretty compelling. Yeah. Uh, and Edward James Olmos is in it, and I love him. Yeah. So I, if you're into the Sons of Anarchy universe, and you you miss it. Yeah. I so far Mayans M.C. pretty good.
1: Is that a show that still is on the air? Or yeah, Okay. It's
0: still. I think it got picked up for like a third season. Okay, I'm not exactly sure, but it's not something that's been canceled, right? Okay, and it's like a more recent in the past few years. So I think there's two or three seasons. Okay, maybe I'm not exactly sure, but I I started watching that last night, and we decided we're like, oh, we like this is pretty good. What did you eat? I did. I eat
1: anything good? What did we eat? What did you eat? I did make some cookies this weekend. What kind? Chocolate chip. Mm. But like the kind that are like really buttery and crispy, which I kind of, I have, I like all varieties of chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) So it's like, what am I in the mood for? (laughs) I wanted them. I was in the mood for that type. I have a really good recipe. It's by Martha Stewart's daughter, Alexis. (laughs) And these are brown sugar chocolate chip cookies. So they're very crispy but kind of chewy still. Mm. Uh, They're really
0: good. That's a good texture.
1: They're very good cookies. So I did make those. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, nothing really exciting. I'm still doing the uh, meal delivery, so it's healthy stuff other than the cookies.
0: I had a smorgasbord. Oh, really? I was like Templeton the rat this week. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, my boyfriend introduced me to a variety of Tate's cookies that I hadn't had before. Oh. And it was the butter chip.
1: <laughs> Have you had weird. those? No, but as someone who grew up on the East Coast... That's what he
0: said. <laughs> that's what he said. Okay. so these, Friendlies, right? Well, he said he was like, anyone who went to a PS... On the, like anyone who went to a New York public school... Has had these cookies, <laughs> so this is like a New York cookie, apparently. And I guess I had, I had never had them, but it, he said specifically it was like a New York public school cookie. Yes, I know exactly what these cookies
1: are, dude. But I have not had the taste version. It's my ultimate
0: cookie because my ultimate cookie is a chocolate chip cookie with no chocolate chips in it. Really? Yes. Okay. I didn't Look, I that. like chocolate chip cookies, but my ultimate cookie <laughs> would be if there was none because I find the batter. Itself to be so delicious, I want more of it. But why? So, do you just make chocolate chip cookies without chocolate? I don't make a lot of chocolate chip cookies. Right. But these cookies, instead of a chocolate chip, they have like a little toffee nugget in it. I know what a butter chip is. <laughs> Believe
1: me. They were
0: so good.
1: Now, not only do they have butter chip cookies, but you could also go to Friendly's, which is like an East Coast ice cream parlor. Uh, and they had a butter chip ice cream (laughs) that I used to get also the butter chip ice cream was so good. So it was like a buttery vanilla yellowish ice cream and it had the butter chips in it like these like little toffee bits or whatever. It was so good. That sounds so good. It's so good. It's the best flavor. So yeah, that sounds good. I honestly have never seen them even. Cuz I, I probably would have bought them.
0: I was surprised cuz I had not had that variety of Tate's cookies before. Mm. Tate's is my favorite packaged cookie. It's good. They make a great cookie.
1: I'll eat a whole fucking pa- bag.
0: When they came <laughs> when that came to the West Coast, I was so happy. Yeah, cuz
1: that's like a Hamptons they it's had like, that that was like big in the Hamptons. I remember that that was where I had it. But
0: I always bought them at the bodegas when I would go to New York for oh, work. Really? Yes, I would always get them. I feel like it had a journey. Yeah, cuz
1: I feel like when I first had them they were not in every market. Yeah. It was like more like gourmet stores. like a specialty yeah, store. Yeah, uh-huh. I no. feel like the first time I heard of them was like Ina
0: or Martha. Probably. Like that's why I tried them. But I I feel like Ina is friends with the Tates. Yeah, I think that sounds familiar. You know what? Somebody actually tweeted at me recently like because I tweeted about Tate's cookies. I said, I don't know who Tate is, but he put his whole dick into these cookies. And right. someone explained to me who Tate was. I'm like, well, I, this was a rhetorical statement. I remember but, that. But they did. Because you sent me that. You're like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was making a joke. <laughs> I, like, I could have Googled that. I'm not that much of an idiot. I can Google it.
1: Actually, sir, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am,
0: Mr. Tate and his wife make the cookies. Yeah. So it's she did not
1: put her whole dick in the cookies. Sheep. <laughs> Dicks are not listed on the ingredients. <laughs> it's
0: like it's the spirit. It's the of spirit this. of a it's dick. It's the spirit of a dick. It's delicious.
1: So that's exciting. I'm sad you guys ate them all.
0: I know. I ate them so fast. Look, I, can I want eat, one of those butter chips. I can eat a box of Tate so fast.
1: They're literally a single bite. <laughs> Each like, cookie. It, no, that pack is a joke. Yeah, it is a joke. Because it's like, if you can't eat that whole pack in one sitting, yeah. it's like, what are you even doing with your life? Right. It's seriously. It's nothing. I don't want to know you. <laughs> There's, It's like frustratingly how fast those go. Right. There's always that feeling to you when you go back in uh, and it's empty. <laughs> and There's just that. crumbs and uh, you got to pour it in your mouth. Which you know? I did. <laughs> That's the worst feeling. The you other, feel that plastic. Uh, it's like... Uh,
0: it's a feeling of shame yeah, and disappointment. Yeah, it's true, yeah. The other exciting development is that my C's candy finally arrived. That's true. I saw the picture. <laughs> I posted a picture on my Instagram stories last night. I was thrilled. Look, I've already eaten. It's been a long time coming. I've already eaten way more than one person, person, person should, eat, should eat Why do we day. both do that now? It's like we
1: can't not... Make a shush sound. <laughs> We're like forever broken.
0: Uh, I, I look getting this is a game changer. Ordering the custom box <laughs> because every single chocolate I know is going to be delicious because I picked it out. You don't have to take a bite and put it back. <laughs> it, it's it's not a gamble. It's not a gamble. I'm not going to take a bite and it's some bullshit like experimental. Shit, Why would I you don't want? not
1: get a custom box <laughs> yeah, at this point? It's like not any more or less money.
0: The like, only thing I wished is that it came with the little guide. I mean, it is a surprise because I don't remember exactly what I got. But
1: you know you're going to love I it. I know I'm
0: going to love it.
1: And I do. I need the guide for my custom box <laughs> that I picked everything. <laughs> Which one? Like, I would be on the fucking phone looking at the shapes. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> I mean, I know certain ones, like, you know, the Scotch mallow. Yes. That's, you know, that's obvious. a classic. Yeah, that's, so. the, that's the cylinder. That's exciting. And I have decided that in two weeks, <laughs> I'm going to order a box of Rakuti. In fact, I put a notification because they were sold out. <gasps> and I said, email me when this box is available. Do you want to
0: explain what Rakuti is?
1: Rakuti is a. Very high end artisanal chocolate that's in the Bay Area. The Bay Area has a great building. The first time I went in, I was literally screaming like Annie. The fairy building. (laughs) The fairy building. Like I was screaming like Annie when she went to Mr. Warbuck's house, Daddy Warbuck's house for the first time. I was like, I think I'm gonna like it here. Like I was literally like, oh my God, there's, you know, that place I love. There's Rakuti. There's the coffee place because it's all gourmet food stands. Cowgirl Creamery. Yeah. So I was like literally screaming. I was like, I need to eat that and that and that and that. Oh, Joel. It was like being in like a toy store or something where if you were a kid.
0: I always tell people when they're going to San Francisco for vacation or work or whatever, they have to go to the ferry building. It's definitely like touristy. But it's actually good. It's good touristy, though. Yeah, cause, it's not even... Because it's not... Like, don't go to Fisherman's Wharf. Skip no, Fisherman's Wharf. No, that's bad Wharf. for touristy. That's not... Don't take a trolley ride. You need to go to the Ferry Building because that has an amazing selection of specialty foods. And they're all San Francisco based. specialty foods. Yes. So it's very good. Very good. Um,
1: there's a really good restaurant there, The Slanted Door, Majita's. which I love. Have you eaten there? Mejitas. Is the Mexican food? I don't think so because I usually go to Slanted Door. Yeah. And there's a few coffee places I like that serve food, like like good breakfast type food. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Rikuti is there. Yes. Um, they have a location there. Believe
0: me, my mom's obsessed with that place.
1: It's really good. They're very famous for their chocolate that's like a burnt caramel. Um, but I like all of their chocolates. When I get their box of chocolates... It is like I savor every one, even the ones I feel like I would never get because you can't customize a box. I don't think I'll still love them. Yeah, like they're all delicious. Um, they're very dark chocolate, which I like. I, I just love their chocolates it's so good. I'm like, so I, someone went to the fairy building like a few years ago and I was like, get me some Racuti, please. <laughs> and they got me like the small one because even the small box is like. $25 yeah, for, like, six chocolates. I mean, it is expensive. It's a splurge. It's definitely a splurge. And I just remember eating, like, eating that, like, a little gremlin, <laughs> like, in my dark corner, <laughs> trying to make it last as long as possible. Because chocolate's expensive to get delivered, too. Yeah. Especially, like, Recuity, because they send it in, with like, ice packs and shit. Like, right. Because uh, they're also designed, like, they have a decorative look to them, Yeah, which probably... Is more fragile to mail Because you don't want that shit melting at all They also, at the fairy Building, they have Miette Yes, I love Miette Which is a little confectionery It's very, they have like macarons And like beautiful cakes and tarts But they also have tons of cute little candies And it's such a cute store Yeah Because it's like pink
0: It's very pastel It's very
1: pastelly and pretty and sweet um, I love Miette They have one at Lark's Landering now too Yeah, I know uh, It's very good so, yeah, that's my big splurge in a few weeks. Maybe I'll let you have one.
0: My last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look, I love you, but. I, I get it. I get it. It's fine.
1: I'll uh, give you one of the lemon thyme ones. No. <laughs>
0: I'll give you one of the herb ones. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know what? I don't care. I'll eat it. It's probably still no, delicious. It's, I love them all. They're yeah, all good. They're that's all good. The thing. Yeah. The last thing that I remember eating this week uh, in my stupor of just oh. eating everything this week yeah. was I ordered from Jeet which is a very oh. well-known, popular Thai restaurant yeah. here in Hollywood, because I'm moving out of Hollywood at the end of the month. yeah. So my mission for the rest of the time I live in Hollywood is to get some good Hollywood food that I'm going to miss not being able to order delivery from.
1: I'm sad. We didn't get gelada before. I've never had
0: it. We'll order it again. Okay. We'll order it again before I leave. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm not moving far, but I'm not living in this neighborhood anymore. So I got to order from, I got to order from all my spots. Yeah. That's true. It's going to be like a sad farewell. It's a a sad, sad (laughs) farewell. Like we'll get Trejo's. We'll get all the Hollywood joints that I'm not going to be able to order delivery. That we were sick of. That we were sick of. Well, one day we'll miss them. (laughs) We will miss them at some point. So yeah.
1: Actually, we have that gift certificate too to Trejo's. We gotta order Trejo's. with that and the donuts.
0: Okay, Uh, that's all I got. Me too. All right. Have a great weekend.